Welcome to another episode of the Alias Forensics Secure AF podcast, the podcast about all things information security. I'm your host, Teddy Underkoffler. Thank you all so much for joining us for our first ever remote podcast recording. Yeah. So kind of exciting. Um, Based on the current environment we're working in, obviously we're all working in our personal environments, but we're working in the environment of COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Um, So with that, we're going to kind of talk about that, but primarily how it's impacting or how it's being impacted by cybersecurity um, with a heavy focus on remote workplace as well as the different ways people are using the fear and uncertainty around COVID to try and scam people out of it. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously the um, the ambience is way better here than um, in the office, so um, I like to talk about that. Um, I'll just say, so yeah, so um, obviously we're all at home and it, it's different, so. Um, uh, Andrew dressed up for the phone call, so I appreciate that. So thank you for doing that, Andrew. Everyone else is wearing their T-shirts. Uh, Teddy, was that the Jolly? Jolly AF. Yeah, and then it is. Yeah, wearing T-shirts today. But uh, yeah, so obviously, you know, uh, I'd say kind of jumping in here, a lot of people like are heavily, I guess, vulnerable. You know, we even had a few um, news stations reach out to us to kind of help the public in this time of need. Um, we've actually had, or we're currently working, um, a few breaches of, you know, multi-billion dollar companies that, um, just weren't prepared. They didn't have their business continuity plan or incident response plan ready, uh, just cause you know, you know, business as usual, just kind of moving cause you know, business continuity, um, that stuff, you know, disaster recovery, it's stuff that you should never use. It's always something you need, but you never get to it. And that's kind of the repercussions. Obviously no one would predict this would ever happen. Um, so I can tell you just from what, you know, little, little, uh, little scope that we have over for surely the Midwest, the United States, um, we're seeing already an impact, um, and it will say an increase of breaches and vulnerable companies just because, uh, people are at home and they're jumping on maybe their neighbor's Wi-Fi and, and, and kind of a little distracted, which, uh, you know, socially it's good, I think, but, uh, not so good for business. So, mm-hmm. I would add to that. So in these hectic times, people are trying to spin up these environments very quickly. So not thinking about all the P's and Q's, um, just trying to uh, 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 improve operations and continue operations. So just really recommend, you know, just recently we're doing um, complimentary assessment of of remote workspaces uh, because people are spinning these environments up so quickly. It's caught them off guard. so just some, you know, some critical things to think about, um, you know, about versions you're running on your uh, client software VPN, the VPN endpoint, the termination point, making sure that those are uh, upgraded and up to date, make sure there's no vulnerabilities or threats that are associated with those versions. Um, just one, one area that you probably should focus on. Um, but yeah, uh, just talking to customers and doing some of these remote assessments, Everybody was just unprepared. So this is really new to a lot of people. So uh, just be aware and, mm-hmm. and make sure you are uh, got a checklist and you're checking those things off. I think for a lot of organizations, this is the first time they've had to fully roll out this business continuity plan and disaster recovery plan. So there's a lot of growing pains that people are going through. So, you know, I think it really is um, a 
fantastic service that we're offering to just put an extra set of eyes on that setup and make sure that, you know, there aren't any wide open avenues for compromise. Um, yep. You know, I'd say the biggest risk right now is what would be considered, you know, not normal traffic is now the new normal. And so it's harder to identify those anomalies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even recently uh, with one customer, we identified that their licensing was out of date. So they're yeah. using all these clients. A lot of people are connecting, but um, if they run into a problem or support's needed, it's going to be tough getting that support when their licenses are outdated. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's, every call center is getting hammered right now, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the coolest things, I say cool, um, terrible things is that um, everyone's like super interested and, you know, kind of what's going on for the COVID-19. They always want to stay like they're up to date all the time um, is also the social engineering aspect. So there's a lot of of things out there. And it was like, hey, click on the latest and greatest uh, infection map. And then people are hosting their own malware inside of it. It's actually terrible, but also genius because... Mm-hmm. They understand people are in a panic, people are scared, and people use fear to uh, manipulate them, which is huge for the social engineering industry and could definitely take over, make you even donate money. I, I haven't seen that yet, but I will probably give it next week that people will start to have fake donation sites to. Oh, um, to they uh, already keep. exist. Oh, well, see, see there yeah. you go. Yeah, they're already it, out there. It's mm-hmm. it's so weird. The crisis is um, is a. Uh, causing a lot of a difference. And, and again, people want to know information and there's a lot of fake information that really can uh, control the population and make them believe something that may or may not be true. So it's kind of interesting to see that play out. Well, and I personally saw that, you know, the John Hopkins uh, COVID-19 tracker map was up on a uh, article about how hackers are using that and hosting those types of maps on a that malicious website or whatever it may be and so for a second i thought that i had got i had gotten got already <laughs> but, you know, okay john hopkins i've verified it that one is a legitimate map but there's a lot of them out there i mean it's just the public's craving this information like crazy and they want to stay up to date on it and you know people are taking advantage of that yeah people's guards are down for sure yeah and along with that, a lot of the people who are working remote, you know, they might not be familiar with the technical setup, or maybe they've had to download new apps that they never had to actually be able to access different servers or, yeah. you know, VPN or whatever. Um, so there's been instances where people are being fished or social engineered or something where it says like, hey, I'm your IT guy. You yeah. need to download this software to work remote. Yeah. Turns yeah. out it's not the software they needed. Yeah, they got got. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that people aren't used to working remotely, so they have a lot of questions. So it'd be a vulnerable time just to send them a link, say mm-hmm. click install this to access your network, and and bad things will happen. Um, yeah. I'd add to that. So talking about instant response plans, Donovan mentioned that you know this is a true table tabletop session that people can learn from, right? So I'd be documenting the things that. Um, our gaps today, because um, this is a real-world scenario. We, you know, people pay money to to get in this situation to walk through things, and uh, this is a perfect opportunity to identify those gaps and learn from your mistakes and prepare for the next time. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Get you get your uh, business continuity plan that you have been wanting to get done for years and just start yeah. documenting exactly. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> 
what didn't building work, it what real failed. time, right? <laughs> no, I'm supposed to get VPN access because your licensing was out. Um, how all of a sudden everyone got an email to download the new VPN client or people calling in to reset a password who doesn't actually work there. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that yeah that's a perfect example of, I think of, you know, how many uh, vishing campaigns we've done where we called into IT posing as, you know, somebody from accounting or HR and, oh my gosh, I locked myself out of my account again. Like this yeah. is prime season mm-hmm. for those kind of attacks. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it, you know, yeah. it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. And my favorite would be the sense of urgency. I, I would think I would say that would be the best case. If we were, yeah. you know, we do a social engineering, I would say that would be the best. Would be like, hey, I gotta get in. You know, I'm I'm the chief of chief counsel for the company and I can't get access to this court date. And if you don't let me, I'm gonna yeah. call your boss and everyone's gonna get in trouble. And you know, IT guys can barely even uh, maintain one job. They got like eight now and they're working remotely, so not fun. So, not fun. Thank but, your IT people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can you can send them a free meal through uh, Uber Eats. That's what you can yeah. use. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that'd be the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a free tabletop exercise, right? <laughs> yeah. Great, great learning experience. Something that most companies and corporations will pay for. Um, right now, uh, it's happening. So I've learned from it. Yeah. yeah just um, you know, kind of keeping that in mind. Also. Um, one of our the clients that we're we're out that we're seeing is is uh, kind of what Andrew talked about. It would be the difficult for me would be that new normal. Um, it's like every engineer, security engineer, got put into a new network and they don't know what is or is not malicious traffic at that point. And it, you know maybe too late. Is it okay for someone to connect from New York that works in Oklahoma City? The answer might be initially yes or no. I don't know because everyone's disbanded. Maybe they have family in New York and they went there to kind of uh, hunker down. And they either be blocking access or they need access, and it would be very, very difficult to, to balance. Yeah, and it's that perimeter of the network has just moved, and it's so much different. It's been honestly almost flipped upside down. You know, like what are some things that you guys might uh, consider some good moves to get a baseline for what that new perimeter is? That's good. That's a very good question. Um, Way, I'll let you take this one first. Yeah, sure. Um, so thinking about that, my initial thoughts are, um, you know, connecting remotely. So what is your policy and te- uh, technical solutions allow today? Is it any device? Is it just a, a home PC at home that can still connect to your network? You got to think about that because your corporate protections um, are not enabled on that device, right? So anything that that home device has has the potential to spread to your corporate network at this point. So recommending posture checking, multi-factor authentication, even machine-based or certificate authentication, knowing that that's a corporate device that's protected. Um, You know, there's a lot of corporations that don't do that. And uh, in those situations, I would uh, be, uh, you know, um, looking for that activity because um, if there's just home PCs connecting to your network, that's just extending that boundary, right? It's not just your corporate facility anymore. You're extending that out to everyone that's involved or connecting to your network. Yeah, and well said. Even as just generically thinking about the firewall rules that you can implement saying if it doesn't have an up-to-date antivirus, um, yeah. can't connect. Right. Something as generic as that, because people will use a home machine and it can be uh, quickly devastating. Again, we don't get 
all the cases, not even close, but just as many as we've been exposed to, I would say we definitely had an uptick of a 20% increase of incidents in the past month or so. Yeah. So, yeah, um, try to think of anything else I would think of. Well, I want to add to that uh, antivirus, uh, making sure it's up to date and all that. The yeah. fix for that would be as easy as, hey, I can't log in, just call IT. They'd be able to walk you through how to get it up to date and then get you back in. So it wouldn't be, it's not like yeah. you're pumping the brakes completely. It would just be a quick stop and then you could fix it, right? Yeah. And then my other thing I was talking about monitoring is um, if you have moved, um, who's actually watching that? That's that's my only thing. I think that would be the most dangerous if I was CISO or whatever a company would be, who's actually watching that. And if they are at home, I'm sure they're always doing their job, but do we actually know that? Are we actually getting the correct logs? And you got to have someone on site to monitor that stuff because people will probably fluctuate their time, their working avenue which behavior would change and you'd almost yep. need to spin up like a new crew. So even having someone that would maybe be ex more experienced in, you know, your, your Palos, your Cisco's, your um, Junipers and your Fortinets, you know, I, I'm, I would love to see maybe some tools that they have or these features need to be enabled or look for these, these key uh, events to know when something fails or something, someone's intruding. Yeah. yeah. And, and how many lackadaisical monitoring services have we seen that, I mean, there. It, it, when you're at a normal corporate environment, right? So I think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of stuff that just kind of gets overlooked because people get complacent um, with everybody switching to remote work. Yeah, because I mean, mm -hmm. now they're at home. Now, now they're monitoring from from the bed as they're uh, downloading, running their new WoW Classic, and yeah, uh, <laughs> they have a raid in about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is, right? Because they got the work <laughs> machine here and they have their game machine, which is like eight monitors over here that you can't see. They're working. They got the, the yeah. pivot chain, right? <laughs> no. When they hear the call, they turn real quick and yeah. start. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's interesting. It's a dangerous time. But, uh, I mean, kind of going full circle on it, be a perfect time to document. I mean, we've even done that ourselves. We're not just sitting here like, we know everything, but we've learned a lot, um, a lot of, of our own business continuity, meaning um, data secure, of course. But like, can we can we connect? Can we connect multi times? I will tell you that we have not just one way to connect internally and monitor, but we have two and they are multi factor authenticated as well, because um, if one fails, we can't as a monitoring group, you can't. You can't just not monitor. You can't just not have yeah. access. So having one, two, three hooks involved in your environment to have a failover uh, in this type of environment, I think is key. Uh, we talked about expanding the WAN, right? The WAN is everyone's house now. So yeah. how do you BC to people's house? You know, um, how do you control that access? How do you monitor that access? Um, I would say now companies are probably more exposed than they have probably since like next gen firewalls, to be honest. Yeah. Before people start using IDS and stuff like that, IPS, because um, there's no visibility and there's no eyes actually taking care of the house. So it'd be very dangerous. So good luck to all you security managers and CISOs out there. So bless <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's considered a, the new modern workplace, right? So it's no longer yeah. just your perimeter. Mm -hmm. And uh, corporations and the environments have been moving this direction anyway. Um, this is kind of forcing people to realize that that's the the new generation, the new way of doing things. It's not just uh, in your corporate data center, your corporate network. Um, 
people are going to be working this way for a long time. I think this is just going to ex- expedite that um, a lot, right? People are already doing it, but this is just going to show people and corporations that, yeah, you can you can you can do business remotely. So why aren't we doing this more? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you got to yeah, think about that. Yeah, and adding to that, having a remote team. Um, my last gig, I had um, people all across the United States remotely. Um, I will say just kind of I kind of pivoting off what's well, kind of the COVID topic, but also like um, for managers out there, like you understand this is going to be highly complicated for you. Um, if you can't get the actual work out of your employees, it's going to cause you a lot of stress. A lot of stuff's going to slow down. So I highly recommend um, video chat. I know that sounds awful, like just big brother tapping on people, but you have to make sure you have that involvement. If you're not connecting with your employees every day and them seeing you, whether you're just a robot on their monitor or whatever, like that's important because that natural communication connection to breed culture is actually will be broken. And that's always been my big fears to um, to break and let people work from home all the time. Um, but now it doesn't really matter. So here we yeah. are. <laughs> but yeah. but you know, to that, it, it could be dangerous. So so know that, you know, if you have an employee who maybe doesn't like you, which can you imagine an employee hates you as a manager, they do exist. And uh, and you make have to make sure that you, you know, kind of have them make make sure that connections there. May don't, don't make them feel alone. That was one of the biggest things. When people were um, remote at the other places that um, all that working on an island, um, people felt alone. They couldn't feel like they could communicate. They didn't feel like they had that camaraderie and uh, kind of what we do. I'll even share what we do, which I think is amazing, is um, every morning at Alias, we come in and we don't just hunker down and just start getting to work because that's I don't think that's good for um, employee communication and relationships. We have some coffee. We have some coffee or tea have a snack and just kind of hang out and kind of catch up on each other's lives, what's going on. And we decided, we decided to replicate that via, via teams. Uh, so every morning we jump in a video phone call and we just kind of shoot the breeze about whatever and get a game plan for the day. And I think, um, I think it's been very successful. Um, that's uh, obviously the owner saying that. So maybe you guys can give some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been no, a great idea. <laughs> I think it's been good. It was definitely an adjustment though at first, getting used to like the whole video call aspect of it. Um, but I think it's really beneficial to kind of have that like that getting into the mindset of the fact that you're home, but you're still about to go to work. Um, and it's nice to kind of get to catch up with like the employees. So like I wouldn't be able to see you guys. Or, you know, necessarily consider like the security and the marketing teams are two separate divisions. So it's like I might not need to have hourly conversations with you guys about work aspects. So it's a nice way to keep all of the departments just kind of connected and together. Yeah. And completely honest here. It's it it was an awkward thing to adjust. All right. Yeah. It's on the screen. I'm yeah. still trying to get used to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just sitting there and my you know, face at the bottom right. I don't like that. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know where to look. Like I look at each of you yeah. and I'm like, wait, should I look at the camera? Yeah. <laughs> I need to look. Yeah. I look the camera in the eyes. My audience. What I look watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not just you know people looking at you and you communicate in that way you're having to look at yourself and how you communicate with people and that can definitely be uncomfortable for folks yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's uncomfortable for me not gonna lie i've kept my little screen in the bottom right as small as i can <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but it's down there like you keep wanting to look at it 
I can yeah. appreciate how everyone has like a webcam covers in the whole entire company. They're like, I don't think I want to enable these videos. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. When we first started, we had such the hardest time because I got to be honest, I I removed all drivers for video cameras on everyone's computers because <laughs> it makes right. me super paranoid. And by paranoid, I mean I know exactly how people use those to turn them on. So. <laughs> well, when we were testing the teams to try and get this figured out and make sure it works, uh, I think a couple of you guys were like, oh, the video is just black. It's not working. And it was like, oh, wait, you have to slide the webcam cover yeah. over. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, <laughs> mine was blue, so that kind of gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. Oh, and also, uh, there you go. So for security purposes, man, uh, Zoom, Teams, Skype, man, I'm telling you, like, people are going to have these available. So don't forget your little, um, don't forget to just close, close the door. Close yeah. the door. Yeah, because it's very it could just be bad. Um, you're in your house. You're comfortable. Um, you may have people wearing maybe non-appropriate business clothing walking past your uh, video at some point in time. Uh, so just kind of keep be mindful of that. There's already been some wonderful fail videos of this, horror so. stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's right, Teddy. Uh, about that. So don't don't make the internet don't 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 make reddit page one so if yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i read an article today about uh alexa right so mm -hmm. everybody knows people are at home now doing confidential corporate business work mm -hmm. and that's where the hackers are going to go right if they want some information they're going to yeah. be hacked at home now <laughs> mm -hmm. be yeah yeah i mean yeah I didn't even think about that. That's actually really because they're already been compromised, especially like the ring apps and people putting the ring apps inside their house, which I mean, you do you. We had a, a, a podcast about the IOT, but I, I just can't even imagine that you're on a corporate phone call about maybe earnings for a business. Yeah. Man, you talk about devastating, mm -hmm. especially if they release that video to the public. All right. Mm -hmm. Another thing to think about, though, is that, like, let's be realistic. People were taking their work home before this happened anyways. Yeah. You know, they're doing yeah. it outside of eight to five. So now this topic coming up, though, is just a great way to kind of think about, you know, even outside of these crazy extraneous situations. You know, if you just needed to take a conference call after your typical hours. Yeah. Yeah. Just wow. more you know, relevant now. I mean, there's going to mm -hmm. be people doing it. And be doing it all day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. And gosh, so I know one thing I've seen too. Um, this doesn't necessarily relate to businesses as much as it would individuals. Um, so with the whole potential stimulus package coming in and possibly, you know, hey, we're going to pay each American X amount of money. I've seen a lot of warnings where it's like the government is not going to ask you for your social. They will not ask you for your bank account. They will not ask you for X. They will not contact you via social media because that's another way a lot of hackers are just easily getting you know, gullible people's info. Yeah. I mean, yeah, click on this link and claim your check or something. Yeah. Check. Or it's like, yeah. get your Fill check early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fill out this direct deposit form and you can get it in the next <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be a real one because everyone's waiting on that. It's like a, a thousand bucks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, that's just an easy way. You know, people don't think about that where it's like, oh, yeah, I, I want this check. I need this check, you yeah. know. But especially, right. Especially now. Especially, mm -hmm. especially all the workers who their businesses have been shut down so they can't work, you know. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely some things they need to think about. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing I've kind of, sorry, not to cut you off. (laughs) Um, One thing I've kind of wondered, y'all might have more insight than I would have. How does cybersecurity insurance play into all of this? Mm -hmm. Oh, good question. Um, Man, I mean, I don't know. New territory, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's not a, it's not a cyber threat initially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, you'd have it's to. It's a virus, make, but not a virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might actually. Question: That actually might fall under um, a just uh, business insurance in general. Um, it would be almost like if you had a flood or something. I'm just trying to think about that um, as well myself. But I think you'd have to specify like specific pandemic. You know, could that even uh, fall under like a national threat? National threat terrorism. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if, which is kind of weird. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, they say weird things, but like, I know that people that, which is, I don't know, people are people, they're like licking things. I don't know, like in stores. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? And yeah. uh, one guy got charged with terrorism. Uh, I think what? I just saw that today. Yeah, as a terrorist. I'll have to look that up. I think I saw that on um, some website this morning, oh news website. God. Um, yeah, so they're also threatening that. I think it's with the Department of Justice. I'll have to double check that. But yeah, for someone got um, arrested for that because they had COVID-19 and they were, I don't know, using, uh, they were licking random things at the store. So Holy cow. I, I don't well, know. We had a terrible experience today, you know, just going back to the COVID-19 part of it. We were just walking out and about. It was my wife and our niece and uh, my sister-in-law, and somebody drives right past us with their windows down and just coughs just as hard as they could. And I like, I don't know if they directed it at us or whatever, but I mean, that that stuff shouldn't be. Yeah, obviously yeah. it's not appropriate and t- couldn't be worse timing for the child in the stroller. But I mean, that that kind of stuff. Like, could that be considered terrorism if you caught doing that? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if you were uh, confirmed, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the cybersecurity insurance question, Donovan's probably correct. Probably doesn't fall under that yet, right? Uh, most of it, um, but it possibly could, right? To invoke mm-hmm. some of that if you are eventually attacked. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I mean that would I, I guess you know business. Yeah, because that would be a weird one. I think it would just have to specify pandemic. Um, unless you get a breach, I guess then it would work. So cyber insurance got breached, and that would just be like a normal transaction um, that happened with the company. So man, that's a tough one. That, mm-hmm. good like I feel like that hasn't been talked about a lot. Like everyone's been focusing on like the remote access, but we don't talk about the insurance aspect, like that side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brings up a good point, though. It brought a thought to mind about everybody being away from the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, be thinking about physical security too, right? Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure you got guards, right, and cameras, but again, you know, is somebody monitoring that, you know, 24-7, and uh, the person at the front, are they aware of who works there? Um, you know, I'm sure most are badge entry, um, but um, it would probably be a, an entry for hackers to do the social engineering or the physical pieces to uh, cybersecurity, right? Getting in and 
you know, dropping off a rubber ducky, inserting a USB, something really easy, just in and out, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, more of a skeleton crew, honestly, on site. You know, it'd be, I yeah. would say, I would consider if we were doing social engineering, I would totally attack physically because it would be a skeleton crew. It might even be contractors because yeah. then you're not, as a business owner, you're not liable for their health. I know that sounds terrible, but the way, because they're not your employee, they're a contractor and mm-hmm. they would have less um, employee knowledge. I mean, all we have to do is, you know, as we do, we have social engineering engagement. We're wearing a badge and we just go on site. It's pretty easy because we, mm-hmm. we posted their badge on the internet and they were very proud of their new job. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. over at hit print. But I mean, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. It, it would be, you know, a second string for sure. Yeah. Most people are out right, that would recognize somebody. They got free reign. Right. Not a lot of people there. Like you said, contractors in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. You could risk. just say you're a new hire, right? You know, yeah. hey, man, I just started. I needed to come grab some stuff I forgot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going back to that rubber ducky example, like you could go to a business, maybe say, hey, uh, this USB has an important document for XYZ. You know, they're not going to be in the office, but they wanted me to plug this into their computer. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. But could you do that for me just to yeah. make sure that they get it and we're not having any issues? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of different avenues for that type of. I mean, if the person you find isn't, you know, tech savvy, you could even say like, Mm -hmm. hey, they need to remote into their computer. This is the only way they can do that. If you plug this in, it'll run the program. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's for the legal team and we've got pending litigation. They need these documents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or issued by Mm -hmm. court. So we have to get in the office and get that immediately. Um, yeah. If you get my way, I'll have you sign this piece of paper. That way, the judge knows that you got in yeah. between me and the documents he's requesting. Sure. Super nervous when you say court and judge. Yeah. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. valid. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like an easy avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are there any just outright tips we want to give people? You know, whether they're company employees hr it security just like standard procedure tips they should be aware of to kind of keep themselves safe from say like the social engineering aspect i would say you know just the standard rule for not falling for social engineering would be you know be helpful but be sure you verify so if somebody is asking you to do something for and pointing out somebody else you know just Take a minute to call that person if you can get in touch with them or, you know, at least somebody who would be able to help you with that. Uh, that'd be probably the best place to start, especially for those that maybe aren't, you know, too uh, knowledgeable of the organization. Yeah. So Ronald Reagan, quote from Ronald Reagan, uh, trust but verify, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think I guess I would say to that is, I mean, kind of going along those lines is, um, and honestly, I would ask if, if I had to, was in charge of that, I would definitely probably hire the contractors due to the outbreak. And yeah. I would secondly, probably on my own accord or have one employee um, who probably didn't have a bunch of kids and volunteered to have them go test it, have them go run up and just say, hey, man, were you able to get in? Did you have a badge? Would you able to get passed? And if so, it's not to shame anybody. It's ultimately to protect the company because people don't realize full circle. Again, this is you know business talking, but like. If the business doesn't exist and your stuff gets stolen, you can't work. The company can't make money to pay you. 
And yeah. so it's more, you know, protecting, yes, the business. And I understand it. We want to protect. We should also protect our family as we do. But, you know, if the com- company doesn't have money to pay you, then then it's going to be it's going to be a long haul because honestly, unemployment's going to hit pretty heavy. So if working for a company at this point, you know, I would definitely hold them close. And and if they are taking care of you through this, I would definitely um, I would appreciate that and hope whatever I could do to protect the asset. Because as a security engineer, security manager, CISO, it is your job to protect the company. That's why you were there. You were hired to protect the contents of the business. And then, and uh, so that's kind of my feeling on it. And I didn't introduce, which I should have, and it's my fault, that Wayne Kimberling, he's actually the new CISO. Um, that's why I keep beating up on CISOs all the time. Yeah. No, for alias, so I just want to say thanks for introduction. Welcome to welcome to the podcast. It's it's good to see you. So, yeah, yeah. so I just wanted to say that. Yeah, so I've been on that side, man. It's a stressful situation for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, when it comes down to it, that's why uh, they did hire you is to protect that information, that data, those systems, assets. Make sure that something um, minute or even something like this virus that gives an entry point to people that want to do you harm, you know, uh, this is an opportunity for them to do it, and it's our job to protect them from from having that uh, capability or doing that. Yeah, right on. And I great think, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you, Wayne. Man. You've been doing a great job so far. Absolutely. Uh, so, yep. so far, I caught so that. Far. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> just we'll kidding. See. Just kidding. But you know, we're talking coming in, you know, because we actually came on and COVID nineteen hit. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Uh, get put to the test. Start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I wanted to add kind of to the advice you can give to people that are out there. Uh, as far as the general public goes, you know when you're looking at information about the outbreak and you're looking for statistics and want to stay up to date on everything, just make sure that you have a legitimate resource, a trusted resource that you're getting that information from. You don't just want to go, you know, clicking on every article that says something outlandish about the disease. You want to make sure it's from somebody that, you know, you can trust. They're even checking the domain to make sure that it's not spoofed before you go clicking on links and things like that you know just try and protect yourself as much as you can yeah sure awesome if y'all have anything else to add feel free i add our complimentary remote work uh, place assessment yeah uh, take you mm-hmm. about that's uh, we just collected some information I'll just put a second set of eyes on things, probably things you guys have already thought about, but it's always good to have a second pair of eyes, just verifying what you have verified yourself. Um, Take you about 30 minutes, uh, fill out some information, um, and uh, we can provide you some valuable data, hopefully. Yeah, again, that's uh, complimentary. Because we don't don't want, again, kind of part of my thing on my LinkedIn post is I don't want anyone to... uh, lose their job because of something that happened, you know, some type mm-hmm. of potential negligence for a VPN connection or something, because we want everyone to not have as little um, layoffs as possible and anything we can do to give back to the community. That's always been our industry goal is to be a leader and help other companies be safer as they conduct business. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. to add to that, you know, uh, I think our offering has really got convoluted with a lot of these 
crisis quick sales that have just been hammering people left and right. You know, we're doing this completely free of charge. We're doing it out of the goodness of our heart to try and help these organizations that just need a little confidence in what they're doing because yeah. a lot of them, it's mm-hmm. the first time that they're doing it. Right. So, yeah. you know, we are, we're really not trying to gain anything out of this other than helping these other organizations stay as secure as they can. Yeah, we've had a yeah. lot of companies reach out. It's been awesome uh, to have yeah. them on board and us work mm-hmm. with them to make them a safer, safer uh, industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all about Oklahoma too, right? Or an Oklahoma yeah. company. Yeah. We care about other Oklahomans and other Oklahoma businesses, and uh, it's important for all of us to to stay healthy and and be secure. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. They say it's through community that you get through these things, so that's absolutely. the best way to do it. Yeah. Sure. Just mm-hmm. trying to do our part. Community, right. but social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay six weeks or from six far. IPs away. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all so much for remote again for this podcast episode. I really appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Secure AF Podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check out aliasforensics.com. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hope you join us next time.